sons of Gondor, of Rohan, my brothers. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of woes and shattered shields when the age of men's come crashing down. But it is not that... No, I no! messed up! I had it! I had it. You really... no, just... This day we fight! By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West! That's not death. No, that's uh, that's the. Sorry, <laughs> look at uh. Oh, hold on, I gotta show you this because uh, she was sound asleep. And now look at it. <laughs> you know what? You successfully rallied the troops. <laughs> I did rally the troops. It's a trooper one. It's a trooper one. One big babies. Oh, that's a big girl. A and big... you're a big podcast audience. Welcome, folks, to Podcasts of the Rings. We got Cat Daddy Ben over here spitting Aragorn lyrics. And I'm your other host, Jessica Lynn Verde, with a big fat cat. Big old fat cat. He's a big boy. Uh, he's supposed to be on a diet, and I think he's gained weight. <laughs> that's, see, that's usually how it goes. I think his body knew, so he, he held on to the reserves and right. said, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get every ounce of calories I can get. Welcome, folks. Uh, to We actually got to the end of The Return of the King. We did. The we, whole we, trilogy. We, we finally did. finished it. We are Dude, the- it's a lot. <laughs> It's, I never thought of it. Like, I mean, I didn't deny that it was ever a long movie. This is four hours long. But, um, I just like breaking it up like this, it felt so much longer than really ever did. before. I mean, to be fair, too, when you're doing it like we did, you're pausing to make sure you get the full thought or, like, you know, yeah. I, I like writing down my notes, but it's swifter to use my notes on my phone, but then I'm doing typos. So we're pausing it throughout the watch, you know, and I'm trying to find time too so that it doesn't bother Alex when I'm watching it because we're going to watch all of these over Christmas too. Yeah. Uh, not that it would bother him. Just, you know, it's, it's like every good dude wants to sit down and watch Lord of the Rings if it's on, you know, so I'm trying to distract him. But anyway, um, what was... What we'll, we'll probably get to this at the end, and we told all you folks that once we're done with this episode, we'll do a catch 'em all episode. Yeah, because I want to just... hear Alex's thought on the trilogy, and like that, it'll be after Christmas when you guys watch them all. So I'm really curious to see, like, because you know I, I respect Alex's opinion, um, and so I, I want to hear his thoughts on it. Totally, I love that. So we will do that, and we want to hear from our audience as well. And but in general, like. I'll just say, the ending hit me in a new way. And we can well, talk like, about it when we get to there, but, like... It was pure take- tears the entire coronation for me. And I, like, I've always... Are you, you know, always like that? No. I, I I don't know. Like, I think you bow to no one for sure always gets oh, me, like, a little totally. choked up. But just the entirety of seeing Faramir and Eowyn, seeing Eomer... Seeing Legolas walk up, which it's weird you don't see Gimli. I, I will say that it's weird you don't see oh. Gimli at the 
He's not I, there. I think he's it's standing like, next to Aragorn. He doesn't get a. He doesn't get like a moment. Yeah, he doesn't get like a slow mo goodbye, like right. you know, bow moment. Um, and then just everything of just legless, like his wry grin. Yeah, when he's like, "Hey, look over here." <laughs> <laughs> I got um, so much to say about that moment too. So I love it. And then just Arwen looking as like she looks like. She looks so, it's like a little doe. Yeah. And then, yes. I, I, you know, did you look for El, the Elrond fatherly look this it's time? It's too much. Like, it's too much. It's so good. when he Like, I think he whispers, go to him. Like, I think oh. he mouths that. That's what I get from it. I could be wrong. Wow. Uh, and then just, like, he, he kisses her like he's never kissed her before. And then... Oh, after I mean, he's that, open mouth kissing her. People are uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, hey... You know what? If I saw Liv Tyler looking like that, I you couldn't stop me either. <laughs> um, and then just obviously like the you bow to no one oh. is just so good. And then their goodbye just and it it never when Sam closes the door, it's oh. just oh. it hurts every time. It, there's so much to talk about with regards to the end, and we we still have to get to the battle on on Pelinar Fields and. Uh, get through the Black Gate battle as well. But something about this watch through, the ending of the story hit me differently. It just did. So yeah. I think let's get into it. Um, where we left off was Sam officially fending off Shelob and then realizing as the, the, the orcs that are acting their heart out yeah. say share with the audience that Frodo's not dead. So we have Frodo not dead, and we also have Faramir, 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 Faramir not dead. Yes, we cut straight to Denethor, um, completely losing his mind. Um, it's it's a this is another knock on the Return of the King extended version that you like. In the theatrical, you just see them kind of leave the palace and then it mm. goes to the ceremony room. In this, you see them take this like long pathway down and like with all the torches and everything right. before. And I'll, I'll say why that's a knock later. But just, yeah, this is where Pippin's like, he's not dead, he's not dead. And, and Denethor is just like, we'll burn like the heathen kings of old. And right. he's, he's cracked, he's completely off his rocker now and there's nothing stopping him what's fascinating too and alex and i um i think i mentioned a million times alex reads the books to me we have not finished them but when i was out of town a couple weeks ago he read a little bit more to me and this was the sequence that we were at and i really i put two and two together gandalf can't be in both places at once and he knows that by going to save faramir here he's leaving theoden to die on the fields. So he has a choice. I don't he, think they could have helped on the field though. They're trapped. Like, cause we see it he, right after he was this in the, on the book, he was going to go to the fields. Oh, okay. Got and it, got Pippin it. stops him. And Gandalf says to Pippin, I, I cannot, I get, I can no longer be of service there. Like realizes that he basically what happens in this sequence is you lose both Kings. You lose, De or you know, the steward, and you lose the king. Yeah, and it paves way for new blood. It, it, these. Yeah, the two old men, guard dies. In they this have one to. Scene. They yeah. have to. But the tragedy for me, in some ways, is Gandalf had to choose, knowing that Theoden's probably going to die out there, and 
uh, because the orc, he knew the orc king, um, the witch king was descending and, and chose Faramir, which is the right choice. You save the young person. You do in, in, in essence. But anyway, it's, it's reading, go read that passage. It's, it's very sad. Gandalf is very sad because it's a hard choice. I bet. I mean, especially with everything kind of falling down around their ears. And we, and I wrote this note is that right after Pippin, you know, he's, he's going down while everyone is going the, the up opposite way as everyone's right. fleeing towards the higher levels. And that's when, um, uh, Gothmog is like, you know, kill all in your path, you know, sack the city. And this is like some game of Thrones, like type stuff right here where you see women and children dying. Yep. Yep. You yep. see men being thrown around. Like it is, I know it is that too. truly brutal. I, I don't know, like watching a lot of this and, you know, we'll, we'll go as this battle continues. Like the fact that this, this got a PG 13 rating, either, even the theatrical, like this, movie is violent <laughs> it really is and it doesn't stop they must you know what it is the last hour of the movie must have made them go oh this is so nice though <laughs> and, and granted like a lot of the blood is like you know orc blood and like you sure. know the mpaa is like so stupid about that where it's like you know like that's why kill bill they go black and white right there that's right is because like if it had stayed red then it would have made a difference but and you get and it and it becomes beautiful. Like, yeah. you end up, it ends up working for the entire, like, vibe of the movie. But that's really interesting. That's fascinating. Um, what I noticed, and it's only because you made me pay attention to the sky beam, because we stopped there in part one with the green sky beam from mm -hmm. Minas Morgul, when the Witch King descends, knocks Theoden down's about to... Uh, is that is that right? No, we're not there yet. Not quite. But he comes down. He sets his blade his blade on fire like the sky beam. Yeah, he does. It's like a like a whirlwind almost. Who's on he his fighting blade. in that moment? Why does he do that? Oh, that's that's when he goes to Gandalf to fight like, Gandalf yeah. and breaks the staff and doesn't finish the job. He should have just done it and instead got like distracted what did he get distracted by oh the, rohan rohan showing up the i'm ruining it i'm ruining it all <laughs> did i watch the movie <laughs> i don't know did you just <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> so yeah pippin gets Gan uh gets gandalf they're riding up the witch king is just like and this is where you know you talk to any book nerd and they'll be like gandalf could have easily taken the witch king but in this moment i think it was kind of the right decision of like making the witch king like this it kind of like you know boosts the witch king up quite a bit that he just breaks gandalf's staff right and just is about to kill him right and then it kind of makes like the aowen moment like even better yeah i think that's right and i also think let's not forget that's why i was saying like the Gan uh, the gandalf the witch king should have just tried to like finish gandalf there they would have had a sword battle it would have been the Balrog, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you can't tell me he ends a Balrog and can't take the Witch King. That just wouldn't happen. But we would have seen a fight here, and we just didn't see that. But I, th I think you're Yeah, right. I would have, you know, it's like one of those uh, power scaling battle things. That like, yeah, you wish you would have seen this fight. And I definitely wish I would have seen it, too, because... Yeah, that's I a good point. Who doesn't want to see that? A blade on fire going up against Gandalf and him trying to right? not catch his, like, eyebrows on fire. For sure, dude. I'd watch that. Um, I, Sh you know what? I, I, give, I give Pippin at least a solid half ding off for at least trying. He did try. He like did. The 
you you and me wouldn't charge that fell beast in the Witch King. Like, we have nothing. Yeah, he gets a half ding. So what is he at? Like, eight and a half now? Dumb, I think dumb. so. Around what there. Dumb. What a yeah. dumb, dumb. Uh, so, yes, the the call of Rohan showing up finally. And th- this. I know. This is what you live for right here. And I was, I couldn't, I can't yell like uh, like Theoden does. But, man, the, the speech he gives, which, you know, 95% of the army can't hear, but that's okay. Okay, no I had the same note with Aragorn's speech. <laughs> like, no one could hear it. I think uh, Aragorn's army is, like, I think they're maybe 500 strong right there. Like, sure. so maybe they could hear. Sure. Um, but they can't, Rohan can't hear. No, <laughs> not at all. I wondered if there's, like, people that are relaying, right? Like, I bet he says this. Yeah. Like, what if he's like, like they're his speakers at the but concert? Them, them seeing that, like them seeing the like Minas Tirith on fire, you know, the army is probably still eighty thousand strong, something like that, and then them just having seven thousand people scream death at you, like as they're riding their horses, terrifying. What? But what did Harvey think was going to happen? He's like, he like he makes all the orcs square off. And then, well, it's it's good visual language because we we earlier, you know, an hour ago or less, we just saw the Gondor, uh, you know, cavalry make that same charge and get one shot obliterated. Right. And so it's right. like that's they fair. think that's that's going to happen again. I see. I didn't even realize that. So it's, you know, it's. I remember being a little nervous. I'm like, oh man, there there are a lot of people. They do have a lot of archers, and you you see, a, you know. A good number get taken out before the the battle even starts. Which again, like man, I know they're CGI, but seeing those horses go down like it's that, actually like, awful. It's just awful, and it only gets worse later on. It actually, it it's how does that? They, I know. I don't know. Like I know. honestly, it is it, it like it is definitely Harvey Weinstein like screaming at some intern or over the phone at somebody to make this movie PG thirteen. Like, I'm sure that's it. Yeah. You, you know, I wanted to. Uh, go back to a moment in the previous episode of us talking about this orc. How did he become a leader? Were you also using that as a metaphor for like, how did someone like Harvey Weinstein become a leader? I mean, that I can at least understand in this world. Cause like, you don't have to be the most physically imposing or smartest person. Like we're, I remember I was listening to a podcast um, about that movie, The Edge. It's with Alec Baldwin and oh, Anthony yes. yeah. Hopkins with the bear. And yeah. it's like Anthony Hopkins is this billionaire. And like in the 90s, you know, like we had like Bill Gates and um, I can't think of the, the Virgin Mobile guy. But like oh, not, we yes. didn't like idolize billionaires, Richard. but we thought they're so like Warren Buffett. We thought they're so up there. They have to be smart. Like, you know, and that's the character of Anthony Hopkins where he's like he knows everything. He's well educated. Like he just he oh they're in the wild but he's a survivalist too so you know he like they're depending capable, on each other capable person yeah and like everything nowadays has dispelled that completely mm. like it's all like the curtain is gone like even recently with um what's his name um disney guy um bob uh Iger. Iger, yeah like when he came in to like he he left it to bob chapek no one liked chapek Ter- like he did a very very bad job hiked up prices like oversaturated disney plus he was doing the reservation system at disneyland no one liked that and like so much so that the public perception of him bob Iger, came back 
And everyone was like, oh, our Uncle Bob. And then the strikes happened. And then he tanked it. And then yeah. he tanked it. Like, granted. He tanked his he, personal image. Yes. Like, for some reason, like, Bob Iger had that Uncle Bob uh, image about him with, with Disney people. And it's all gone now. Wow. And so it's, like, I, I think there is, they definitely, Peter Jackson's not... He's not a dumb person. He knows what he's doing with Gothmog for sure. I think there's I think there's a slight nod to that, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Maybe not super capable, maybe overconfident, maybe ugly as sin. And, and also, like, watching this again, you know, we've talked so much about it. Him coming after Eowyn. It's actually just, awful. It's, it's actually- like, <laughs> like he knew. Peter do, Jackson do you knew. Think so? Everyone in Hollywood. Knew. Well, so you know, I give Courtney Love credit because she's literally the only person who publicly said she was on the red carpet for the MTV Movie Awards or Music Awards, and someone said, "Do you have any advice for someone trying to break into Hollywood?" And she said, "Stay away from Harvey Weinstein." This was in the nineties. Yeah, that's what and I'm no like, one if... else used their power. No uh, one. To, so even even let's just say Peter Jackson knew that he was also complicit. You know. Yes. I'm not. I'm not trying to. There's very few innocent people in Hollywood when it comes to that. I think that's right. I think that's right. But it it was watching him crawl after Awen is that either ages perfectly and is also disgusting and frightening. Oh, absolutely! Like one, it's a terrifying image, like just in a bubble, like in itself. But then when you factor everything else in, you're like, oh my god! And this was kind of you know, I knew that little factoid, like oh, they modeled after him. That's funny. And, you know, in the credits, we'll talk about it, like, when they, oh, producers Bob and Harvey Weinstein, it's, uh, there's, like, three three executive producers. I can't think of the third guy's name. Sure. But it's two giant trolls being led by, like, an orc or something. So it's, like, the one guy got off easy by just being an orc, and then it's, like, the Weinsteins are, like, the two trolls. It's kind of fantastic. It's, it's- kind of perfect. And so it's just, like, he knew with this imagery for sure. And it, and it's not a hugely glorified moment, but it totally works. And and it's actually you know it jumps ahead a little bit, but I believe Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn run past. Oh, they all like they all like tag team this dude. It's, a, it's actually kind of amazing too. It's so great. Like one cuts off his arm, one stabs him in the back, and I think one like slits his throat or something like and that. And did you catch the moment where they said hashtag Not All Men? <laughs> <laughs> How very dare you. <laughs> Our three glorious kings would never say that. They, but they are not all men. All right. So the, we jump to Denethor covering himself in oil. And I can honestly tell you. You're going to skip the entire charge? Was there more to it? Like, this is like oh, the most okay, epic moment okay, of the entire okay, I actually, trilogy. I actually do have a question. Okay. Does Aragorn's speech even like even come close to theoden's i think it comes leading the witness uh i think it comes close in a way that both they think they're all gonna die in that moment um but man like one is like a rallying cry and one is like a i i'm fine if you think either is fine i'd agree with you um i think 
the I think Theron also gets like the violins and then a cavalry charge after his, so it's kind of unfair. Yeah, because like fair. when Aragorn gives his speech, that they just kind of pants like the army marching, and then it cuts back to to Frodo and Sam. Sure, and but and like, what Aragorn did, granted, I don't think Rohan's feeling great, but Aragorn helped the men who were frightened. Yes, who were going to die. Like, yes. and Aragorn was like, I'm going to die with you guys. That's happening. So it is, there are different speeches and ultimately probably not comparable because it's not like Vigo's trying to do what Theoden did anyway. You yeah. Know? So it's, they're two different things. But the scream of them yelling death is incredible. It's so good. And then like the first volley, I know we have so much to cover, but just like this is. I mean, is, it's, it's a, that's what it, this is just this what is it is. Moment. Buckle in. Yeah, buckle up, y'all. We're we're, we're here. The, like this is the moment, and then just like the the arrows coming in, and then when it hits, and also call Urban. He has had an amazing career. I kill for his career, and he's you know everyone loves him on the boys, and he's awesome. But he's never been hotter than in slow mo where he flips his spear. Doesn't take. He is looking at the camera in slow mo. Flips his spear. And catches it. Like, it's like inverted. And he just whoop. Wow. Bop, and he's really riding a horse in that moment. So, like, he did some training. Is that <laughs> is that with the Oliphant? Or is that? No, before? it's, this it's before. Right before. Wow. I didn't catch it. It's, the, oh, it's so good. I mean, good. there's some moments of him that are just absolutely superb. I, I wonder, you couldn't cast him as Aragorn instead of Vigo, right? He's too pretty. That's where that's someone who's too pretty. I'd love to see the cut of them switched because I think it could work. These are just so ingrained. I don't you know. think Vigo works as Aomer. I think Carl Urban works as Aragorn, though. Kind. Of, I think it's seen... Carl's Urban eyes just have too much of an edge to them. Yeah, his eyes are 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 a, a little too deep. They're like deep pools. Um, that's interesting. Wait, I was going to say something else, and now I'm totally lost. What were we talking about? I don't know. I got lost when you said something racist. <laughs> um, I was talking about this on Friday, by the way. The second, the second they fired Amy Dolan, they put her job up on LinkedIn. No as way. A, as a temp job. Yeah. Oh my god, this I know. world, dude. I know. Um, yeah, I could see Carl Urban as Aragorn, but I'm with you. He, he's some, Something's a little too intense about him, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think he does have the softness. I think it's there, but just like... He's always like smoldering and like yeah. intense as Aomer. Yeah, there's a couple guys like that that um, they fit the role so well. Yeah. Um, but this is now we go back to Denethor that's covering fair. himself in Got oil. And I, my thing here is he clearly is sexualizing this. He's he's this is not the first that, time he's been covered in oil. That was like a Michael Bay oil scene. He <laughs> might as well be Megan Fox at the hood of a car or something. Good lord. <laughs> And then dripping it on his son, it's like, yeah. it's a little too much. It's the, a lot. The Gandalf breaks in. By the way, if a, if Shadowfax kicked you in the head like that, you're, you're dead. dead. You're dead. You died. You died. Sorry. Yeah. I also had a, a, a note later that if Theoden was on Shadowfax, he wouldn't have died. <laughs> like, no. 
If Gandalf hadn't stolen Shadowfax <laughs> yes. from, from Rohan, he'd been fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's all Shadow. It all goes back down to Shadowfax. Yeah, no, he he he. But he also, I love that he just throttles Denethor too. He like totally body checks him, knocks him off the pyre, and Pippin finally, like, he gets another half ding. He's he pushes Faramir off. Yeah, luckily there he didn't push him right into the fire, but did yeah, a great very well job. could have. You know that's interesting. Pippin had to light the the beacon and spilled oil and almost caught on fire. Then he had to knock Faramir off and almost caught on fire. He's yeah. really he's really dodging some stuff here. But this is where I said earlier where it was like they show the pathway to the the chamber. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because like in the theatrical cut you don't see that, and then he just runs out of the you know he, he lights on he, the last mo- uh, thing he sees his son's still alive, and then he lights on fire and runs out and like you know topples over the battlement. Right, right, right. He must have ran <laughs> so far on fire, like <laughs> the, he is the like internet has it's figured like a it good out. Good jog. It's a hundred yards at the very least. It's a hundred yards from like the throne room to the end of the thing. Like that's you, exactly. You see at the coronation like that thing is big he's on fire for so he's on fire for solid 500 yards and running running (laughs) like it's an amazing shot so it makes you forget like when he just like topples off and and, like you go right into the battle uh with with rohan but man he took a jog yeah you're totally right and what's amazing so we, we get gandalf saying um so passes Denethor. He looks so tired. So tired. He, like, they they must have added extra bad. He's like, Jen, no matter how poorly Denethor treated him, he still cared for him. And it's, he's sad, I think, in this moment. I think he's sad, but it's also just like, in this in the book version, and you know, we talked about it with with our Bormir Faramir episode. Like, there's some redeemable qualities about him in the text, but there's just there's nothing in the movie to make you feel sad about this. Yeah. Oh no. And I guess I'm not saying that. I just feel like Gandalf laments that it had to go down this way. Oh, absolutely. Like he That's wishes all. Gondor was heavily fortified and well led and well managed by the by the steward, but it wasn't. Yeah, that's totally right. And we drive straight back into the battle, and With things are going real well. Really well, until... This is so good. Like, I keep... It's like the most obvious thing. I'm like, oh, this movie's really well-directed. Yeah, no crap. But just the way you hear their horns this time, and then you hear the stomping, and you hear the war chants, and the, the acting on Theoden's face is so good... Make safe the city. Face drop. Everything's about to go wrong again. And then, you know, like, sound the horns, prepare the charge. Oh, the music, the music, we're back. And boom, they get obliterated. Like, this right here, if it wasn't, like, the the pillaging scene of Minas Tirith, release the prisoners... People getting stabbed in the chest. Everybody getting smushed right here. Like, pancaked? Flattened? This is like stuff out of, like, Bugs Bunny. But it it really looks real. So you have all of us charging. Imagine seeing that on a field. You could... 
like, so, like, I think back to Aomer saying to Eowyn, you will freeze up, right? Like, yeah. you freeze. I leave. No, this is like, I don't want to compare it because it's like a real life thing, but like this scene reminded me a lot of the beginning of like Saving Private Ryan when you see the doors open on Normandy because you'd heard about D-Day and everything. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. And then everyone just gets lit up by the machine guns. And granted, doing that very lightly because I know that's a real historical event I understand that many that, people yes. sacrifice their lives for. But just the stark contrast of like these guys getting impaled by the tusk spikes. There's one with like, you know, a little bulldozer in front, men getting trampled. There's even like one where the thing swings and a, and a horse like sticks to the tusk spikes. And oh, it's just like, I can't. it's so wild. And just so many men and horses die in this scene. And like shout out to every Rohan soldier that they are still fighting. You know, a poor gambling is under uh, an elephant, you know, firing one arrow one at a time. One arrow. One. Like, uh, I respect my brother, but you are firing a BB at a tank right like, now. Like, what are you going to do, though? And, like, they're yeah. literally, the, they're, you're basically administering acupuncture to these giant woolly mammoths. So they're not even woolly mammoths, but, like, they're, they're covered in arrows, and it doesn't yeah, matter at nothing. all. How many does... When uh, Legolas gets on top of one, does he shoot like three? Three. He shoots three. Yeah. And that's only because it, like, it's probably that's a only because he center. was point blank range, like right. old Yeller style over here. Like, geez, like. Which brings up an interesting point, too, because you're totally right that, like, they're not doing anything with an arrow. Yeah. But then Awen, who doesn't freeze up, by the doesn't way, doesn't freeze up. Also, she says, take the rings to Mary, and Mary would never be able to control that horse. I don't care who you are. Yeah. He's just, it just wouldn't happen, because, like, she's also, like, telling him what to do. He doesn't have the strength to, like, guide that. Although, to be fair, I got thrown from a horse when I was a kid, because I didn't realize you didn't pull when you wanted them to go left or right. I always, Mm -hmm. I would, I was going back to, like, the movies, like, oh, you pull, and you just... Literally just need to like slap the side with the yeah. rein. So you really don't need to do a lot of crazy pulling. But but that I- this is like Jeff Gordon like or passing me the wheel. Yes, yes. At a NASCAR race where there's giant elephants stomping around <laughs> and being like, hey, drive in between the legs so I can cut its Achilles tendon real quick. A hundred percent, which like he's never even trained for either. But Eowyn's swordsmanship ultimately is wonderful and her strength to be able to hit those olifants and yeah it would never happen by the way you don't think so i don't think so that skin is too thick i know i don't know but that's what i'm saying is she that skilled she's just like she's just built different i'm perfectly (laughs) willing to admit that it's a badass moment for sure uh the moment that i there have been two moments where i've involuntarily screamed out loud in a theater where i was really silent because like this movie was Avengers Endgame for a lot of us in 2003. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people were cheering the whole movie and stuff like that. And the other moment was when Cap caught Mjolnir's hammer. Like, I was... I, yes, will I, saw regret, it a, I will regret not having seen it in the theaters. I really it, it was a It was an event. Because yeah. I went at 2 a.m. at CityWalk, and it was wild. Like, every single thing. Like, oh, the rocket picked up an ice cream cone. Woo! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time. And I was silent. And then when Cap caught that hammer, 
just involunt I scared the guy next to me because I hadn't been screaming. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> this guy's like, this guy's dead. <laughs> yeah. And then when Aomer's riding away from that oliphant and you see the captain, he's like, he does his crazy face and he's all linebackered out. And he does his little spear t- and just throws it, hits him, and it tugs. Involuntary scream. Really? Like, yes. I was just like, oh! Because <laughs> to your point, what makes this even more effective, like things we've been talking about this whole series, are like the orcs that act their heart out, right? This guy's just crazy. He... he- he did a line before this because, <laughs> like, totally. before you see him, he's got the bulldozer uh, elephant uh, with the the connecting tusk with the the spiky railing on mm-hmm. it, and he's like going, "Oh, <laughs> he's, he is loving slaying humans." Like again, these this is what makes this movie so good. Like on top of all the obvious stuff, is just all these actors with their fifteen seconds are just giving it their all, and that's where you lose a lot. Like with. I'd love to see Azog and Bulg. Like, you know someone says you're going to be in makeup for eight hours a day, but you're going to be the main antagonist of a, of the second Peter Jackson trilogy. They're going to, they're going to win an Oscar. Like, come on, what are we doing here? And it's just such a, such a miss misstep to hurry that production along. When you have literally the perfect blueprint of like, give this guy time, give this guy money and he'll deliver. Because I guarantee you, with time, even if it was just two movies, I get, or if it it was three movies, Battle of the Five Armies would have been at least decent. You could, because there's still moments that are fantastic in it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to like. It's it's not like we want to find a problem with any Peter Jackson movies, but there are real things that made it less enjoyable. Yeah, like the hanging gobble of that. Goblin, <laughs> that true. is probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, just that moment and then Eowyn's moment. And it's like you you get like little glimmers of hope. You know, Eomer takes down two elephants, you know, because they Aiden collide. Is killing it. Yeah. And then the Witch King comes in and just mauls him. Oh, my gosh. With the you fell know, beast. Before that happens, one thing, one moment um, I wanted to notice is Eowyn's been knocked off the horse at this point, And Theoden notices the brave fighter. Yeah. I kind of love that. I do too. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And and I don't you know, he's he's about to die. He he doesn't put I doubt he puts two and two together. He may. But like I think it's just, there's just too much going on for him to like put it together. He's just well, like, hmm. he hasn't seen Oh god, her. stab. <laughs> yeah. And then when he sees Eowyn on the field, I guess what I mean, like finally realizes it's her. I don't think he's trying to go, "Wait, wait, were you that to fight her?" But he really was just looking at someone in his charge that was impressing him, which I yeah. think is a tall task. And I just I really loved that. Um so then we do see the Witch King comes down. What did I write end question mark for? I have all these really disjointed notes. Uh, the, right after that, um, like oh, well, right before it uh, is where we get the um, the death is just another path. Uh, there it is. The big troll is breaking down the door. They're like on the fifth level of, of Why Minas Why are Terrace. they just sitting there? So it's Gandalf and Pippin just sitting there waiting for the, the, the troll to break in. I think all the women and children are behind them. And these are all the soldiers that are left in Minas Tirith. Like, 
So they're just sitting waiting for this to happen? Why? Like, I just don't understand. Like, what would you have them do? I don't know. Waiting at the door or on Shadowfax or like, I don't they're, know. They are. They're waiting at the door. They're right next to all the soldiers, like holding the door with all their spears out. I, I guess. Are they just like taking a breather or something? Like, it's just interesting. I, I think it's a beautiful moment. I'm not trying to take away from what this moment is, whether they're sitting or standing. But like, they just went through something harrowing too. And I just thought it was interesting to have them like sitting, chilling during a battle. That's all. They're right by the gate that's about to be broke down. And they're not readying themselves for that. Yeah, they ready themselves right after the, the okay, conversation. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's a beautiful conversation, though. And this moment chokes me up. Oh, gosh, yes. Like Because Gandalf some reason, knows like, death, too. He's, he's died. Yeah. And I don't know what it is lately. Uh, there's like a scene in Attack on Titan where someone dies. And then as they as they die... Like, they fall on the ground, and, like, all their fallen comrades pick them up, and they're like, hey, good job. You did it. And I just, like, broke down oh, and wept. Much. It's too it's, much. It was so perfectly done, and if you watch Attack on Titan, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm trying not to give too many spoilers. Well, that's when I finally read I – ne- I didn't read Harry Potter as a kid, and at the end where, you know, spoilers if you haven't read it, oh, Harry's when, walking yes. to the final battle knowing his fate is to die – and all of his family comes back. All every yeah. single fallen person. It, it is. I I couldn't read it. It was. I was. It was so sad. And so no, that hard. part always. Like the last time I read the books, that part always got me too. It's like where he like, mom, will you stay with me? And yeah, it's, it's like, too oh. much. I can't. I can't. So it, yeah. I yeah. This moment did it. it. And it's just like you know a far greener pasture with white shores. Like no matter like what your beliefs, like not no judgment at all, but just like what else? It's just it's the perfect description. I think like Keanu Reeves did it with Stephen Colbert. Honestly, he's like, "What do you think the um, oh, I love what do you think this. the afterlife is?" And he Thank was like, "I think all your this. loved ones are waiting for you." And it's just like, like what a perfect non-denominational answer. Where it's like, no one can fault you for that. Like if you're if you're atheist and don't believe in afterlife, it's totally fine. But just like, who wouldn't want that when they die? Is like all their loved ones and family and friends waiting for them? Like, like genuinely, at that. Even if that's not true, that comfort gives you something to like strive for, to look forward to. Yeah, he there. There's a couple more things he said in that same interview that I need to go back and find because after literally after hearing that snippet, it like changed my opinion on looking at the afterlife and and the end. Um, so thank you for for reminding me about that. And Gandalf is, you know, Gandalf does love Pippin. Pippin's the worst, and. And but how far brave. has their relationship come? Like, I know. it's so funny that he, there's that moment, and then the fact that he puts him on the horse again, you know, to ride up to the black gate. It's like y'all are buddies now. You guys are buds. y'all are y'all are friends now. That's so true. And Pippin's grown up. We've seen it, and he is. And it's just it's such a the way he he says it is so comforting, and you can see Pippin like kind of okay, I'm ready to die now. Yeah. Like it, it's like that moment. And it's so good, and I love this, like, uh, white shores in a far green country. Like, oh. I know. So perfect. It's beautiful. So then we cut back to Eowyn. To me. What is that? Who says that? To me. Oh, that's when Theoden is trying to rally the troops, and that's when the Witch King hits him. I see. Awful. And then he, she... Get, I will, you know, if you harm him, uh, you'll have to answer. If you to touch me. him, I will kill you. Yes, exa- and then she just gets rid of the ring wraith's head. 
like just lops the Felby's head off. Holy moly cannoli. Like just that like brutality alone. I don't know if the Witch King's scared, but the Witch King's gotta be like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like if just, what? But man, when he rises like I remember reading that when he like rose out of like the uh, wreckage of the fell beast and mm-hmm. like true fear was felt. They did that so perfectly. They made him like nine feet tall. How crazy huge is that mace or morning star, whatever you want to call it? Oh, is insane. she's over. It's it's about as big as her. Yeah. And, and, and like it's not a fight. She's just dodging, and then she finally gets hit. Like breaks her arm in one swing totally and those are that like mace isn't the same material as what stabs frodo right because those are different no but she does get like a little like black poisoning or you know uh on her we, we see it in like the houses of healing later is that like it's not like a regular that's broken why arm. i was asking i wondered if there were some like there's some scouring kind of similar to frodo i think so because i don't know in the book if it's her arm that stabs the witch king in the same way that it's the arm that mary like his arm goes numb and that's why he's in the houses of healing right, in the book right, right. i don't know which arm she needs healing from aragorn but i know that she is messed up from like totally. the black breath or whatever, you know, dark poisoning is on her from the Witch King after the battle. Crazy. Well, in between this, um, the Corsairs arrive and Gimli, Aragorn, and Legolas jump off. Legolas literally looks like he's picked up and just dropped onto the onto the ground. Love it. He's like so beautiful. The green fellows run off, and then I am no man happens. I think I'm No Man happens first. Does it? Oh, wait, okay. does it? No. I, I, oh, you know what it is? Is that uh, the the ships are pulling up and you're like, oh, man, like even more people are coming. Like we're barely not even holding our right. own right now. And then it cuts back to the Witch King like die now. Like perfect voice. Die now. And then yes. Mary Bye, stabs Edwin. him. She's like, I am no man, stabs him. So Love that the hair comes down. It's so perfect. Like mm-hmm. it works so well. Um, and, and then it really it comes, doesn't bother me that it's her, that we know it's her that we don't think it's the dude the entire time. I yeah, I, I think it's the right the right thing as well. Um, and then this is like the, you know we talked about it a lot last episode with like you know the the ruining of the surprise because this moment works so well with like the the army. You know, granted, I'm gonna put money on these three to take down every one of those orcs at the dock, anyways. And then that army comes in and the music swells and it's just like the turning of the tide right there. And if you don't know that's happening, you know, if you you thought that Aragorn failed on his mission to recruit this army, it works so much better than having already literally seen this same exact moment to get the ships. Yes, I think that's right. Uh, Granted, I was was also thinking about like, it still works. It's still enough time from when we see them accept... To the point where we like forget that Aragorn's coming. You know what I mean? Like he's he's been so absent from the battle, we forget, and we're like, oh yeah, awesome. But I think you're right. Ultimately, we don't need to see the green guys accept, and it is better just to see them alone on the boats, thinking everything's bad, and then overcome everybody. Um, then we get, uh, yeah, we get the Harvey chasing Eowyn, awful, and then we and get like. That's it's such a good representation of like how huge this army is. Is that you have an invincible ghost army just running through people, <laughs> sure. and Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli are still having to put in work. That's like, exactly right. That's a really good point. 
it's like not- they're they're still going around, you know, getting getting things and that yeah, the, just all that terrible imagery of Harvey chasing Aowen and then him getting just like three pieced up, like this little one two one action from our. It's from great because he's literally dismembered. It's fantastic. He really is like just dismembered right there, and that's when we get the. Like, and the best I, part about that is Legolas and Aragorn and Gimli don't even know this guy. Like they've they not don't, even, they don't. They've not even dealt. They with don't him. even They're see Eowyn. They're just like, right. ah, bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, here's another one. Oh, you kind of stand out from the pack. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, and then you know this perfect. And this thing, like, I think someone tweeted this out. Is that like the feats of Legolas get more and more ridiculous as the as the thing as the movies go on? Sure. You know, we get like the the crazy headshots in Moria, and then we get the shield slide in Helm's Deep, and then we get this this Oliphant Park. Yeah, yeah. But they make it look so like, yeah, he could do this. Like, I buy every. I was thinking the same exact thing. Everything they made him do had a logical procedure. Yeah, he's step. like, okay, he goes from the tusks, and then he jumps onto the first leg, and then he jumps onto the back, and he uses the arrows that we see like as climbing, and then like. Dodges one guy, dodges two guys, shoots two arrows, swings around. Like, he doesn't take on every dude, just swings around. Cuts the whole uh, carriage off the tank. It carries him to the top. Yeah, rides the momentum up to the top. And then he's just like, okay. And then just takes out three arrows and... You you can't tell me that a Fremen can mount a worm, but Legolas can't mount an Oliphant. Exactly. It's It's the same thing. It is so good. I it know. is so cool. And I made a TikTok the other day where it was like, Oh, I, I saw think this. you saw excellent, it, where it was like excellent. Katniss, uh, Merida from Brave, uh, Green, Arrow, Green Arrow, Hawkeye, <laughs> and Legolas go into a forest with five hour arrows. Who's winning? It's just like, stop it. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop the cap, as the kids say. <laughs> stop the cap. They don't say that. It's like, no, I'm sure they do. They they, it is you're right because the next thing you go on to say is stop including Air, uh, Legolas. He's it's not it's like unfair to include him in any yeah. of these because he's he's he'll he will kill Katniss with one arrow and then like cut every, you know he'll just it's just it'll be over. Legolas is walking out in thirty minutes with thirty arrows because everyone gets five and <laughs> like he, it's just it's over. He's just done. And you're gonna put it in the in the woods? Are you crazy? Yeah, it's over. He, yeah, that's exactly right. He's feeding his kids, Merida lady, late, yeah. later. Yeah, it's over. It's just funny though. Um, we get another Wilhelm scream at this point too. Yeah, one of the guys he knocks off the Oliphant gives the Wilhelm scream. He does. So, and, and that's then, kind of the end of the battle, right there. It is. Uh, in the background, you see like. You know, you find the elephants like start toppling one after another. The yeah, green, like they they tackle that one like ants. The green guys. Like, oh it's awful. god, it's awful. It's like they ate the, the elephant or something. They really, they probably did, honestly, because we don't <laughs> see any elephant bodies later. Oh, well, no. we see one next to Mary, but that's about it. But oh, that's right. Oh, gross. I don't want to think about it. Um, yeah, you see them flood into the castle, which is a really cool, like, just uh, easy way to be like, yep, all the ghosts are in there. Hopefully, they can discern the good guys from the bad guys. But <laughs> we'd like to hope. Yeah, you it's know? just it's all orcs in the castle, so. Uh, but yeah, they basic they basically hired cleaning crew in the green guys, um, yeah. and then Theoden is dying, and Eowyn has man- managed to scramble over to him. Yes, which we talked about this several different ways, and we'll just gloss. We don't need to gloss over it, but you know, in the book, it's Mary. In now it's Eowyn. I think it's a little weird that he says her name one last time right before he dies, like. 
No, I think it's perfect. But what do you think like, he's trying to say? No, I think it, it's they mix in a great poetic death with like, oh, I now go to the halls of my father uh, mm. and I can feel no shame. And then then it's real death. And then it's just like, like, because you can give your speech and still like be afraid of dying. Like, that's why um, oh. one of my, I don't want to say favorite, but one of my like, like favorite, I guess the only best on screen deaths is Uncle Ben in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Okay. Where he doesn't like, he doesn't get to say anything. Cliff Robertson gives an amazing performance right there where he just goes, Peter, Peter, and then he dies. And that's it. And that's all you get. There's no great power, great responsibility. Yeah. No, like, take care of your Aunt May. There's nothing. It's just like your brain is just firing off whatever it can. And so I think it's a perfect hmm. combination of, like, here's your speech. And then Eowyn, it's just like... It's like don't. It's um. It's him being afraid. He doesn't want to go, no matter like if he's accepted his death or not. Now I'm really sad. No, it's a very sad. Like it's a beautiful moment, and then that last A one is like oh, like a little little knife shot to the heart right there. He loves her so much. Loves her so much. She loves him so much, and it's so beautiful. Um, it is. It is the end of the battle. Um, Gimli says something dumb. <laughs> Doesn't he say something dumb? Very handy. Oh, like, I mean, I can't disagree with him because it's like, hey, do you guys want to go like a mile <laughs> east real quick and just run through Mordor for me? He Honestly, he's right. He's right. He's not like, and I'm sorry, if you are like a 500 year old army, what's another, like, what's a half day's work? What's what's another half they day? They would get there in no time. They're, they're going to fly across the field. Clean out Osgiliath for any, you know, rats, you know, rat in there. And then you're going to fade right through the Black Gate. Oh, my God. You know, God. maybe they could probably, I'm sure Tolkien has like that some, you know, dark magic was over there. So maybe they couldn't pass through the Black Gate. Because there is something that I want to talk about uh, when it comes to Sam and uh, the Tower of Kirith Ungol. Um, so maybe there's that. But in the movie version, done. 10,000 more orcs, easy light work. <laughs> You're totally, you're to they wouldn't have had to have gotten rid of the ring if they got, if, if the, yeah, uh, I would have been shown at the bottom of Barador and just be like, what you going to do now? You big yeah. eye. I got, Ooh, I got oh, your I'm ring. Spotlight. Oh no. <laughs> Freaking dork. It's, I mean, the spotlight's the worst part of the entire film. It, it, it is. It really is. So bad. It's almost as bad as the mouth of Sauron, but, um, actually that's pretty much the worst thing. Um, so we does 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 Mary find Pippin? No, no. So Aemer finds Eowyn's body essentially, yes. and also beautiful. Not you know early two thousands, you know brawny dude crying scene. Oh yes, it's like he's. It's like this confused. Like he doesn't know where this pain is coming from. He doesn't know why Eowyn is here. He had no idea. It's just like every emotion is on Carl Urban's face, and it's so good. And you're feeling it's, it. It's, it's It works so well. And this is where I love the extended versions because, like, they show you the death and destruction of Pelennor Fields. Like, it's, it's not treated quite like Helm's Deep in the theatrical cut, but it's pretty close because, like, right. right after this, like, it's where Mary or Pippin finds Mary. But, like, in this one, you know, he's searching for him all through nightfall because you know it's a huge field and right mary's a tiny little boy um but and so i i do like that that you see the toll that this has taken 
Like you see, like Minister, yeah, they won. They won the battle, but they have not won the war, and they are in shambles. So if, I do think it's a weird timeline. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, so it's if, just like if Sauron attacked again, they couldn't do anything about it. Well, and I think that's why you cut out the majority of the devastation because they're just gonna go right back into it. This is yeah. a, This is a win, but it's not the it's not the war, right? Yeah. Um. And I, and I, even though I've seen this and I've read it, I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, they got to go to the Black Gate still. I can't even imagine what happens next. To the point where I keep on forgetting that actually Aragorn does look in the Palantir. I forgot that he actually does. In the book, mm-hmm. it happens in the second book, I believe. It yeah. happens right after Helm's Deep. Um, but this just, this timing's weird for me. And tell me if it's weird for you. You see... Um, Eowyn's in the House of Healing. Aragorn is laying hands on the bee. And Faramir, Faramir and a- Eowyn are up and walking and, like, about to grab hands. And then Mary, Pippin finds Mary. Yeah, I know that they wanted to. I think they should have just included the second scene with them. Um, and not, like, them kind of meeting. But they, they just kind of look at each other in this scene. I'm pretty sure. But I could like, be wrong. But, like, how much... That's... Days. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. Days of them healing after what they've gone through to be up and walking or looking at each other. I, yeah, that's I think what they should have just weird. included just the second scene I really like. You know, like, I don't think this darkness will last. And then them, that's when they hold hands. It's, um, it's, which is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. But uh, yeah, this first scene is like... The very, timing's weird. It is. Because, like, Mary was also in the Houses of Healing at that time. Um Right. But I do love Aragorn's healing is like, ah, oh, damp water, rag, dab on forehead. I'm a genius. Goodbye. <laughs> and Aragorn's like, ah, oh, yes. Ah, yes. yes. House MD over here. <laughs> Alex and I just started watching House, actually. Oh, it's so great. It is, it is it the really- most, like, I remember we didn't have cable yet my sophomore year of college. And my roommate had House season one and two on DVD. I mean, talk about a formula. And there's a great Mad TV sketch that, like, does it perfectly. But if a formula works and you just have a supporting cast like that, it's so good. You just don't stop. You don't stop. It works so much. The only thing I hate about it is the extreme close-ups of, like, the bloodstream. And, like, like, it just doesn't work for me. But that's science. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your face was so clear that the audience, even though they're only listening to us, could see it. You know, they Uh, said that uh, that Scrubs was the most medically accurate show ever in uh, television. I did not know that. Yeah. That's fascinating. Because, like, in-house, you know, one doctor's running, like, all the tests. Like, no, there's... There's like there's all doctors see that run tests. They played out <laughs> the reality of the hierarchy. Yeah, better. I like there's understand. no specialties in house. I don't think it's just like every doctor knows everything. Uh, no, actually they do have specialties because we just watched it. But they but they still had a encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of everything. Um, but yeah, it when you learn that of the like when you go to an actual hospital and someone who is actually helping you you never talk to the doctor and and like it's they make it so strange that like house never sees a patient that's not shocking especially if you're going at a like a hospital that's a learning hospital like scrubs is a learning hospital with yeah. Grey's anatomy anyway i know so much about this because of the show i created heartbeats go find it on youtube um by the way i have houses of of healing houses of dealing houses of stealing Hearts, Uh-oh. glints, kisses. Uh-oh. And it's just 
Is this what you wrote? <laughs> I literally wrote these notes. I I wrote. Uh, I, well, so I wrote. Did he just bring her back to life? And then I wrote, "Okay, Faramir," because like he's just looking at Eowyn so if, hard. Because this came out. No, this came out a few years before. Like I think Daredevil was like two thousand five. What if like Evanescence started playing? Break <laughs> oh, me you? up, it's not- <laughs> <laughs> Break me up. Oh wait, no, that's Lincoln Link, uh, Lincoln Park. No, you were singing the right song. Is that right? Oh, Wake my- me up. <laughs> That woman's not alive anymore, I don't believe. What? The singer of Evanescence. I don't believe she's alive. Amy Lee is alive. Is she? Okay, so wait. The other guy, Linkin Park, he's not alive. Yeah, Chester Bennington committed suicide. Yes. Sad, sad lives. But are you you sure Amy Lee's alive? I think she just posed with Baby Metal. Amy Lee Evanescence. Oh, really? Baby Metal, that Asian trio? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Nineteen ninety, uh, yeah, she's good for her. I, I'm, yeah. I'm okay to be wrong there. Um, so I know then, like we said, Mary gets found by Pippin, and he says, "I knew you'd find me." And it's actually just so sweet. And we talked about this too, the importance of Mary and Pippin save Faramir and Eowyn so they can be together. So it's very sweet that they find each other. Frodo wakes up in the tower. Yes, and they're going through his belongings. <laughs> The, you mentioned this last time. Do, how did Shelob puncture through the mithril? She didn't because there's not a there's not a um, hole in the mithril. I will yeah. say this. There's not a hole in Frodo, though. Like, he doesn't have a stain. There is. It's his there. belly button, and it's deep AF, dude, and it's disgusting. <laughs> Go look at his belly button. It is. No. Yikes. It is real deep. <laughs> also, I find it funny that, like, you know, they stripped him naked, but now they're just now seeing the the mithril vest. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a couple things that don't quite work because like also he gets his full outfit back once they like get rid of the orc garb and they're on. Yeah, like where did you get? Also, that? how many times did that ring chain break? By the way, like does it break? It breaks like he the people like you know he tears it off a bunch, but somehow it keeps keeps coming back. It's Elvin, bro. It is Elvin. But I love I love this. I wish they included a little bit of it, but they don't do the extended fight in like the theatrical cut. But this explains like they only really do like kind of the drop kick moment and then it just like goes away and then it cuts to Sam. Weird. But then like Sam like walks up and like the tower's empty. And Which like, would never really... that wouldn't work. Yeah, and so this works so perfectly. It's just like, yeah, this probably happens, you know, five times a week in, in Orkland where this by the way. You, brother, you have one shot, one opportunity, and you go up with a, a ham hock and hit somebody with it, and they turn around with a literal sword? Bro. <laughs> what? He, d- he also, like, wasted his opportunity of scaring them when he's, like, the big shadow on the stairwell, and then... Oh, no, I'm reveals- talking about the orcs. Oh, like, like he- the, hitting like them with a ham hock. Like, when the orc is about to break yes. out, like, the guy hits him with, like, a ham hock, and it's like, no, dude... You have to kill somebody, like, because he turns around and he kills you. <laughs> That's a really good point. Like, did he think he was going to distract him with food? I don't know. I don't know if he thought it was just like a fun fight and just like, oh, we're in a bar fight. Yeah, put a, put your dukes up. <laughs> but no, this is like a just a fight to the death. And, you know, people are getting smushed by boulders and all kinds of crazy stuff. But in- this is the moment I was talking about uh, earlier with like the, the black magic of Mordor. 
is that they they specifically show like these vulture statues at the gates of T- Kirith Ungol. And if I, I I haven't finished Return of the King, my recent reread, but I I remember specifically that there's like a barrier Sam has to like break through that he can't see in this in this tower. Oh, interesting. I'm pretty sure. Well, Maybe Alex was here because I think I think he he'd agree with me, but I think there's like a barrier that these like vulture statues create and so that's why i think there'd be like some some dark magic that makes a lot of sense i'm sure there's a lot of things at play going on in this area i because what i had here that i remember from the book is that sam actually has the ring at this point and so he's following after the orcs and is able to move through the tower more swiftly because he's not being seen yes and i i like that uh very much and i love this scene and the only thing I don't like is when he yells, and that's for my old gaffer. It's the worst. Could done, they could have done that better. The gaffer? What have he done to the gaffer? Like, it, also, it just doesn't sound cool. That's. I don't think Sam that's for is. Fro, that's for, for Frodo Sam's for the Shire. Cool. He's not cool. So I guess you know it, it actually makes, totally it makes works. I, you don't think Sam was actually getting tempted by the ring though when he? I hate that. I hate it. so I know. Much. I literally wrote like, no way. Like. Is no. that what's happening, or do you, is it how Frodo perceives what's happening? Maybe, but they should have. What they should have done is that. Oh, I, I, I didn't know you were coming back, and so I got the snatch, and then Frodo yes. like snatches it like that, and you because you can, and then like he puts it on, and then like because Sam plays it like that where he's he's like, okay, Mister Frodo, it's time to go. Like he, he, you could see like he's hurt by that moment. Yes, and I feel like they kind of misplayed that. Where it's I like, no, agree. Frodo should have gone like kind of like full like Gollum, you know, Bilbo and Rivendell. Like, <laughs> that would have actually been a really great bookend to that note. Because like we've already played this too. We're like, let me just carry it for you just for a little while. We've already seen him un- like be distrusting of Sam. So, uh, yeah, I didn't think that was fair to him at all. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick. Um they seem to be carved out of huge blocks of stone, immovable. They knew an enemy, visible or invisible, none could pass unheeded. Whoa. Hardening his will, Sam thrust forward once again and halted with a jerk, staggering as if from a blow upon his breast and head. Then, um, uh, without thinking, he held up the file of Galadriel, and the shadows fled under the dark. Wow. What a So, yeah, they moment. have, like, some magical power or something like that. But that is a simple moment, but also important. But yeah, um, I, I don't think we needed to include it in the movie, but it was, like, just the level of detail. Like, they didn't have to build those things, but they did. Seen and unseen, that's what's crazy, too. Yeah. Like, to know that there could be evils that just pass through that, they like, the other orcs can't see. I mean, obviously, they need extra protection because they're busy, kill- busy killing each other. True. Um, they end up putting the orc outfits on, and they... Like, go out there, and dude, the volcano is, they're days away from the volcano. They are not. It's a journey. They're not close. No. It's, it's like, I know that, like, the time, we don't really know exactly at what point they're actually seeing, you know, what, is this actually happening during the battle or what have you. They have so far to go, and they are so uh, tired. Yeah, and it's a good moment. I remember, like, the moment where Sam, and we'll get to it in a, in a second, but, like, you know, we can do most of this because the rest of this is just walking besides them getting caught up. Sure. Um, but I remember in the book when he says, like, oh, look, there's a, a patch of light there or they can see the stars or something. Yes. In the book, that's when Theoden, it says, like, Theoden is dying on Pelennor Fields. Oh. So it was like, 
that's like their timeline is like kind of matching up where like the reason why the light comes in is because the witch king just died and so like a great piece of evil was removed from the world so a lot of the shadow went away and so like that was like a good like that was kind of the one time time, like uh tolkien like referenced the other part of the book because like in the book it's like well they do everything screams occasionally like yeah yeah, in the book, it's like it ends at the Black Gate with, you know, classic <laughs> Tolkien fashion of like, oh, Hobbit got knocked out. Okay, battle's over. Bye. <laughs> don't, don't. Literally out the ba- Yeah. Um, and so that's when that ends. And then the rest is like, you know, Frodo and Sam. But, um, but yeah. Uh, then we cut back to the throne room of Minas Tirith and so, they're strategizing. So What's Gandalf up? says, Frodo has passed beyond my sight. Was he ever in his sight? I don't know what that means, Jessica. I saw it too, and I don't know because he was surprised. You know, he was in Athelion not two days ago. You didn't know that, Gandalf. That's yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just a little weird that he says that. I do love um, that Gimli's just like, oh, yeah, Denethor's dead. Nice seat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gimli is... Un- nonplussed in this moment. Well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect moment, and <coughs> then we get the the. It's so weird because they leave this. I don't think this scene is in the theatrical cut. Maybe it is. I, Where he grabs I mean, the the palantir. Yeah, I don't think that that scene is in the theatrical cut. Maybe it is. I don't know. I can't remember. But I remember being where he's like, oh, he won't fall for the trap. And then he says, oh, it will be. And then it just cuts to them writing. I was like, why? Well, why is he? Well, how come he's going to fall for the trap? You know, I, I, it would make sense if they cut it out because Aragorn's face when he grabs the plantier is wild looking. It is. He's some, intense. <laughs> it's like twisted. He's like. I'm surprised he didn't get a Charlie horse in his neck. It looks really weird. I think this is a good opportunity for us to take a break. And before that, um, I think you should be a Palantir salesperson. Ah, Have you ever wanted to go up to a far off land? Well, you can't afford it? That's okay. Buy a Palantir because it will show you a far off land and everything your friends are doing. Never have FOMO again with Palantir. Um, they in only three easy payments of twenty nine ninety five, you can never miss a friend moment again. Have you ever wanted to go to Thailand, Japan, Malaysia, Europe, Africa? Anything is at your dispense with the Palantir. Um, uh, uh, there might be a dark lord uh, waiting to tempt you and wipe your mind full of memories and seduce you into his uh, slavitude, but uh, we bear no. Uh, responsibility for that. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. We just looked into the eye of the Palantir and saw our love lives crash before our eyes. I didn't realize that um, the Evenstar actually does break here. It does. It really does break and like... Because he foresees see- that. He foresees it, and he's like him. Sh- him showing Aragorn, Eowyn, or sorry, Arwen, basically dying. Like, yeah, it's man. it's it's ice cold. <laughs> it is ice cold. Like you think, oh yeah, 
here's the sword that was broken it has been reforged oh hey uh your your girlfriend's dying she's uh not alive and yeah i'm just gonna pull the necklace off of you and it's gonna break yeah uh, it, it it's it's imagine going up against that that's like that's like mental fighting so what did you think of aragorn's haircut right after this Oh, I didn't even catch that. I, I know that his hair's been getting longer. What do you mean his hair? Well, like he, he's got like the full like slick back look now. Like, okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it's such a huge difference from like, I think it's just like pulled back maybe, but just like he looks different right there. You know, he's all armored out and, you know, with the, the white tree emblem I and everything. See. Yeah, he's looking, a, you know what it is? His hair is a little bit longer. So I think he's like trying to get it out of his face. Is it that it's a little bit more regal and he's a little less rugged? Yes. Like, he's got, like, this is, like, his first change of clothes with everything, like, honestly. It, it, truly. That's exactly right. Um, some luck at last. Oh, so he they, they start riding a pawn to the Black Gate. Aragorn's in, you know, his king garb or soon yeah. to be, you know. And then um, Sam's. They noticed that, like, the guys, the, the, all those orcs that they saw, um, are, are marching away, basically. Yep. It's like the Palantir conversation did get Sauron's attention. It worked. Yeah. It did. And this sort of, as far as Sam can say, gives them, like, some breathing room to move through Mordor to get to the volcano. But Sam does it again. He goes, look at last. And then, uh, then they get caught. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, you know, marchers come by. And, man, this is, like, this is the perfect example of just, like, it's so crazy. There's, like, 50 dudes in full orc makeup and armor yeah. just Stink, to get cut out of, the, out of the theatrical cut, too. And, and like... Banging up against each other. It's right? intense. It Don't works. Don't you know we're at war? Like another <laughs> guy getting his 15 seconds again. So good. I feel and like the guy that is, you know, uh, spot check or whatever, he's another heartbeat too. He like, he's. Oh, that might be Bob. Yeah, that might be Bob. Oh, right there. totally. But yeah, that like, also, you're, you're doing an inspection, orcs. Like, come, come on. It's actually kind of dumb because the, these. They're not the same orcs that from Sauron that like can run all day long. They're <laughs> yeah. not doing an inspection right now. Do the inspection when you're waiting out on the black gate. You're not there. You're it not makes, there. It makes no sense. But it's very smart. Even though Frodo's like not doing well, he has like a lot of wherewithal and says, "Hit me, Sam, hit me," and then starts to fight like any good old orc would do. It's very smart. Very smart play. They managed to scurry out of there. Um, I got and then, so angry when I saw that Sam still had his pots and pans. I got so mad. <laughs> I was. I didn't notice. That's why they have to get rid of the extra weight. We actually get the shot. We're like we're the camera, so our perspective is looking up at them climbing yeah. upward before they get rid of the extra orc garb after they get out from under the orcs lineup, and he has his entire pot and pants and it only oh makes it because because what he says is we have to get rid of whatever we don't think we need yeah because sam has accepted and he says this in a little bit that, that they're not re they're not coming <laughs> home they're, there's no return journey yeah there's no return journey how the hell did you keep the pots and pans up to this point this actually is a huge ding like, i've been like on this journey of like redemption for sam like you know what maybe he's not this is the dumbest thing I'm sorry. That's the funniest thing Sam's ever done. <laughs> it's 
it's like how he almost killed Frodo for salt. Yep. It's, it's, it, you went through that tower of orcs. To be fair, the frying pan is his best weapon. He's he, he, his idiocy is his best weapon. He is bumbling through life. I hate him. And um, he says, Frodo says to Sam, "It's such a weight to carry." And it sounds like Gollum saying that. Yeah, it does. It's kind of crazy. And, and then you, like I didn't notice like uh, well, uh, he's got we'll a rope. Later. Well, he does have a rope burn. You were yeah. about to say, yeah, it's bad. Um, I, I did bother me too that like basically just Frodo has his entire Shire clothes back too. Like, yeah, they, both of them have their Shire clothes back. Yeah, well, just, Sam never lost it, but yeah. Well, and it's weird though because they're like on the 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 foot you know foothills of the volcano and they're freezing. They're like literally going. There's ever been to a desert? There's lava everywhere. There's pockets of. Come on, you think they're it's not freezing? On the, when they're freezing, they're not on the volcano. They're at the foot of it. So? They're they're freezing. You're telling me they're freezing? They're in the they're in literal hell, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Where it looks hot but it's freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the light and beauty scene, which is beautiful, and Sam says, "Then let us be rid of it." What what is that? Wait, the light and beauty scene, what? Where he says there's light and beauty that no shadow can touch when he sees the star and gives... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I was jumping ahead. That's my fault. That's fine. I'm just trying to actually do the job here and talk about, you know, each scene. Um... <laughs> just... Is that a question? No. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> they don't know that. Um... They should. <laughs> fine. No, they shouldn't. Uh, it just makes both of us look like jerks. Um... So the spotlight is a let's see. There's I don't think there'll be a return journey. They're about to have some water and yeah. Frodo says let's save some. There won't be any for the return journey. There's not going to be one. Finally Sam comes to terms with that. And the men start heading towards the black gate and they're done. The men are done. They're going to their death literally. Yeah. I don't know how they I mean survive. either you were a writer of Rohan and you barely survived the Oliphant charge right, correct. And, and getting crushed or you're a soldier of Gondor and you are barely saved on by a siege that you barely survive by running to the fifth level while your whole city burned and you know all your family and friends are dead. <laughs> and then you're just being asked to go do that again and, yeah. and and actually literally ride to your death. It's kind of crazy. Um and then the spotlight shows up, literal spotlight. Yeah, what did what did you think? We kind of skipped over, you know, when they they first walk out of Kirith Ungol. Um, and you know, they say, Oh look, like there's so many, there's so many orcs. Oh, it's him. And then you see that the eye is turned into a spotlight, a lighthouse. Like what was your thoughts on when you first saw that? I, I think it's a joke. I think it's like, I, let's put it this way. I'm sure there's a world where someone like a Harvey Weinstein's watching the theatrical cut or God knows what. And they're saying, how are they going to understand How's the audience going to understand this if we don't literally see a light pointing at them? I, you know what? That is such a good point, Jess. I guarantee you this was a produ- this was a studio note. It was like, how can we tell where it's looking if there's not a beam of light? 100%. Where it's exactly looking. When, when in reality, you're not giving your audience enough credit. Like, yeah. 
turning Sauron into an eye, I can forgive. Turning him into a spotlight, it's a joke. It really... It, yeah, it's really, it's not great. But my my fourth wall breaking makes me feel like someone's going, well, yeah, but how else are they going to understand? Like, people are going to be wondering why they were able to walk through Mordor, when in reality, they're able to walk through Mordor because Aragorn is mounting a charge against them. That's yeah. why. That's all That's you need to know. That's why. They explain that to us. Like, Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm with you. It's really dumb... Um, the the spotlight looks in the direction, literally hits Frodo, but doesn't actually get him. It doesn't make any sense. I that's the thing I don't get either. It's like it's on him for a minute. Yep. Like because they do the whole, you know, they ride up to the gate, they talk with the mouth of Sauron, who is so perfect. It's I love it so, so much. It's I didn't know there's a there's a podcast that follow us follows us that is the mouth of Sauron and I didn't know what it was in reference to. And then as this scene happens, I'm like, oh it's Sauron. Oh no, it's not Sauron. Oh it's the mouth of Sauron. I understand yes. what it is off. That deserves a rated R rating in and of itself. Yes, like the bloody teeth and it's how off. he smiles uh, after everything. It's and really then, giving you know, me Cenobite. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. For sure. Um, and then just like him bluffing about catching Frodo and <coughs> finding the mithril vest. Uh, you know, he did Gandalf. He did. It's I'll always love that. So um, horrible. Have you ever seen a uh, Mad Max? Um, or I guess the, the Road Warrior. One? Yeah. The, the, the second one. No. Okay, um, I'm trying to think of what else he's in. I can't think of the actor's name, but if you guys have seen Mad Max, he's the gyrocopter pilot. Oh. Um, if you've seen The Matrix uh, Revolutions, he's the train man. Uh, he's in a lot of – he's a, he's a uh, very he's like, famous – he's an Australian actor. I can't think of his name. Huh. Uh, but you'd know him when you saw him. He doesn't look anything like it. The makeup job is insane in this. I mean, obviously. you don't even have eyes on the person, you yeah. know, in this. And then Aragorn commits a war crime. Uh, <laughs> he does everyone a favor. He's doing us all a favor. He does, but it's, you know, you still shouldn't kill an emissary. <laughs> uh, it's, but yeah, it's so good though. It's so great. That concludes negotiations, and then just <laughs> it's Lops so funny because like there's two things where like it's not the theatrical cut. Um, Gandalf's staff breaking isn't in the theatrical, and oh. so like there's no real explanation of why he doesn't have it at the Black Gate. And then when uh, in the in the theatrical cut, there's no mouth of Sauron, so they just like ride up to the gate, like oh let Sauron come forth, and then the army just comes out. Ah. And then if you watch it though, the theatrical cut, like everyone's like oh fall back, and he's got blood on his sword, he's got like black blood on his sword, and there's no reason why. And oh my cut. god because I, I noticed the black blood in his sword and i was like well why did they let it be dirty and i forgot yeah. that he cut the guy's cut the head, guy's head off, off. <laughs> but yeah great stuff is like uh and then uh we cut back to frodo and sam and they're struggling and i think this is like oh i i, I can't see anything sam i don't remember the taste of water or anything and then he said that's when he says like let us be rid of it yeah i <laughs> <laughs> uh, like what do you want me to say <laughs> you stop talking <laughs> come on it's a sad moment <laughs> yeah yeah i i really pull, i earned my paycheck with that you last really take. Do. Like, yeah. <laughs> now we know why uh but yeah um uh, really great moment and that's when he uh picks him up he's like i can't carry it for you but i can carry you amazing moment and that's it's when we Flashback to Aragorn and get the speech. Well, yeah. So I do have here that it's 
I think because we're looking at it with a critical eye, I'm really, and, and because of our full episode on Frodo, where we just really walked away with a different appreciation for him. We, I kind of want to do another episode where we just examine what is it that makes Frodo literally this resilient against that much evil? Because is, is it his purity of heart? Is it just, because like he's intensely strong. He's literally dragging his body across rock to get yeah. to Mount Doom. And it's, it's just kind of crazy. Um, and it's crazy because like we don't, like it, uh, the audience, we've been told that it, it wants to get back to his master, that it has a mind of its own. But I feel like we forget that a lot until you know it's like over the fires of mount doom and you hear like the pounding and it's right. like probably like just screaming at him not to do it and so that's going on this whole time like it is constantly just like negging him and yeah. like tempting him and just doing anything in its power to like you know get it get back to sauron yeah, totally. Actually, speaking of Sauron, the, the gate opens and Sauron calls to Aragorn and it really feels like Lawrence Fishburne doing the hand wave, like, come here in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Sa- Sauron's really <laughs> goading Aragorn in this moment. And oh, like, for sure. I mean, trying to he, fr- scare him. Scare him. And then, you know, like, he's still, he's probably still underestimating Aragorn. You know, he's a Sealdor's heir. He, he, he worked on a Sealdor. He's probably doing that as well and worked on the nine kings of men you know he's tempted plenty of people and it's worked almost every time well and bear in mind first of all aragorn has no idea where frodo what kind is. of bear do you have on your mind so i like the black bear i okay. just think they're really cute um i saw three black bears when i was in Asheville. actually oh. um i know they were cute i have a song from an old band i was in uh, Adam the Bear. If you look up um, Snack Time, the band, and look up Adam the Bear, it's a Jessica Lynn Verdi original, folks. Wow, look at that. I know. It's like coming out. You didn't even think I was ready. Yep. Anyway, um, what we have to bear in mind, Aragorn and all of them don't know where Frodo is. They think they're buying Frodo time. They're not sure. Yeah, and they That's... just got shown his mithril coat, too. So And, and Aragorn says, I can't believe it. I won't believe it. And that's awesome. I don't know. He has no reason not to believe it, right? Yeah. Um, and if you're Sauron, you had no idea that Frodo's there. I mean, except you know when that you saw him. <laughs> what? <laughs> except, except when the spotlight literally caught him. Yeah. Yeah. But like, actually, he kind of does know. He must know that Frodo was around because he did get the Mithril. But then the body goes missing, right? Like, so. Yeah. Sauron does not know what's about to happen. So Sauron has no reason to think that he's not going to win this battle, in a sense. Um, we get Frodo scrambling to the top of Mount Doom. They, I think they see the, the door. And I am here to say, in this moment, mm. with all sincerity, Gollum is the worst. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Do you know why he's the worst, Jess? Why? It's because he literally says Smeagol lied. Yes. I don't think Smeagol lied until Smeagol lied. I don't think he lied at first. I really don't. He. Oh, my God. I don't think he lied. He. You. He admitted he lied. At a certain point, he started lying. At never, first, I never think go he's... to law school, Jessica. Like, <laughs> like. Or should I? Because I. Or maybe you should be a defense lawyer. I don't know. 
<laughs> I will say, Sam just absolutely nailing him with that rock is clutch. It's oh yeah, so great throw. It's incredible. Um, while this is going on, the charge happens on the black gate. Yeah, the music is just so good. Especially Howard like, Short literally clever hobbits to climb so high. <sighs> It's awful. It's awful. And one thing I noticed too, like, you know, all everyone's fighting on the field or whatever. Mary and Pippin are actually doing good battling. They're doing good. And I will say there's a guy in the foreground of this charge that belongs in the NFL because that that boy did like a four two forty to the orc army. Now Dang. I don't think that's the best strategy, but he was sprinting. Hey, it's because Aragorn's speech was so uplifting. Absolutely. It actually is pretty wonderful that they're all charging. Oh, well, I passed over for Frodo, where Aragorn is in, you know, well, eyes welled, looks back at everyone. It is, you, you think you might get tempted by Sauron. Oh, yes. There's a, go watch no. this scene. Yeah. Go watch this scene again and look at Legolas. Legolas is giving his best blue steel oh, no. in this moment. I caught it too. Yes. He's like, it's like what he does be, be behind Haldir. Yeah. It's, it's, he is stunting. It's so weird. I it's, mean, someone's looking right at him. She's like, oh, what's up? What's up, babe? Riz King? <laughs> 100%. W-Riz? <laughs> so, Aragorn leads the charge is just being the best and i love that they all start running and everyone is just passing up mary and Pippin. yeah it's, it's a just, great shot they keep on doing it it's fantastic um and then we come we cut back to Gollum, and he bites sam and i'm telling you it has to be worse than a cat bite i'm sure that is oh could i'm sure somebody. he needed aragorn in the houses of healing to get rid of whatever disease Gollum's teeth gave him for sure it's disgusting um but Sam's able to like buy Frodo some time. Frodo starts running out of nowhere, gets like the the energy to get to the top of Mount Doom to the to the doorway, um, and then the Nazgul show up. Yeah, and we're just we're not doing great. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen for the men. No. But then like the Eagles are like, I guess we'll show up now. You know, we could have taken the ring the whole way. But, oh wow! <laughs> but. You know, but it does make sense to have the eagles now to fight the fell beasts. You do need yes. that. It works so well. It really does. Um, so we get to- and And it's not like the Hobbit where the eagles come in, save them like three times. It's, it's just one time. It Totally. And it, it, I can understand. Basically... The the only argument for the eagles not taking the ring is that they're not messenger birds. They're not, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just, and and I could kind of understand that. You don't have a story if you have the eagles take them too. Yeah, it just, it's cool. Are are you happy with your argument of oh well the eagles could take them? Cool. You, uh, go read a leaflet. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it's just not a story at that point. Yeah. Um, Frodo gets to the edge of the ledge. We get um. The replayed moment of Isildur and Elrond, basically, just cast it into the fire. I just- love it because there's such a moment of like, oh my god, we actually made it here. Mm-hmm. Like, through all odds, like, he is standing on the edge of Mount Doom right now to throw it in in, in the fire. 
And I just love that. I'm here, Sam. And it's just, oh, it's so good. And then you just hear like the da-doom, 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 mm-hmm. like heartbeat of the ring, trying everything it can. Um, uh, it's like, that. what is that TikTok sound? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, it's like a guy. I think he's getting pushed off for like a like a skydiving thing or a bungee cord oh thing. He's my. like, oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh, it's like basically the ring doing that. And then... What and if then, Frodo just didn't want to like, get rid of the chain? It's such a beautiful chain. Right? You know? Why well, the chain broke so much? Why didn't it break here? It does break here. He he I breaks know. it. I know. Uh but uh yeah, just the look Elijah Wood has on his face when he turns. Talk about face acting. He is unrecognizable in this scene. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. The he, ring is mine. He's he's fully succumbed to the evil in that moment. Yes. Um and I'm curious. Too. So we you know um, he puts on the ring. Sam is heartbroken. It's really very sad. The spotlight actually does find him now, uh, and and Sauron's scared. The yeah. uh, excellent eye acting. What? But uh, what? Aragorn's knocked down. Go- Gollum jumps and fights air, and bites the ring finger. And then we see, you know, Gollum, like, it's mine, I got, you know, like, thrilled to all bejesus. My question to you, is Frodo fighting him for the ring or to push him off? For the ring. He's fighting for the ring, isn't he? He is. Which is so sad. Frodo has no more strength. He is just fighting him for the ring. That's so sad. Oh, yeah. It's the most evil thing ever. They're literally on the edge of a volcano, of molten lava. And that's not even the most, the thing, they don't even notice that. They're just fighting for the ring. Yep. And I mean, isn't it in the book where he's just shouting for glee and he just falls off? Isn't that how? Mm, probably right. I think. I haven't uh, read that part in a long time. Alex and I haven't gotten there there yet. Um, I do love that they, they, they throw each other off the ledge. We don't know what happens, but we follow Gollum as he tumbles all the way down, smiling the entire way. It's amazing. Yeah, and like the last thing he does is like clutch the ring to his chest, and then as he's floating, he like lifts it out of the fire. Like, just oh, it, it is very sad. It's sad. He so so. Are you on the same page that he's just a victim? I'm just kidding. So. I'm just joking. It's just a joke. Um, Sam tries to help Frodo up. Frodo gives him the bloody hand. Of course he can't. <laughs> of course he can't grab him. Did you think Frodo? Did you think they were going to kill Frodo in this moment? Um, I th- I think if you're the audience member and you haven't read the book, yes. I don't know that I would. I think they would. I I don't know. We also didn't see him fall. You know. I, I mean, but Did even like ever, when he was hanging, yeah, when I don't he was think like so. hanging there. I, think I've so. seen, okay. you know what it is. I've seen too many movies. Like you don't, they just, he's not gonna die. He's, it's not die hard, you know. Um, and he's not the, he's not the bad guy. I think if you make this movie now, you, you, <laughs> it probably would end him, you know. Yeah, in the book, it's just Gollum being overjoyed and falling off the cliff. So it's like, wow. It, it's the ring is so evil that someone wow. could not destroy it on purpose. It was just Gollum winning the ring 
And then him being so happy he got it back, his foot slipped and he fell into the fire. Wow. Wow. That would have worked too for me. But it, I think it, I thought that's what was going to happen when it does like the, you know, the the shot with like him looking at it and he was like backing up. I thought he was going to yeah, fall. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I think that's how they surpass um, expectations is by then having Frodo fight him for it. I think I think it's almost like we know that he's fighting for the ring, but like it gives him almost like a redemption of like oh, he fought him, and because he fought him, Gollum fell into the fire, and the ring was destroyed. So it's almost like, not that Frodo needs a redemption in that moment, in my opinion, but it's almost for, like, general audiences of, like, oh, he succumbed to the power of the ring, but in the end, he was the one that, like, helped cause the destruction of it. Yeah, and and ultimately, this is what makes, I think, the Lord of the Rings so amazing, is this just contemptible character in Gollum that has spanned four books now, yeah. essentially. he's His consumption of the ring is what makes it be able to be destroyed. It's fascinating. It's just a really yeah. interesting way to connect the whole thing. Um, and anyway. it, it ties in so perfectly with, like, I don't know. Do you think, because, you know, the whole thing of, of the book of, like, oh, when he says Bilbo should have killed him when he has the chance. And he's like, well, you know, Gollum has a part that I don't know, but he's going to play. And the pity of Bilbo might affect the world. And it turns out in the book, you know, he takes the ring and falls off. And right. that's the only way it gets destroyed. Do you think Frodo fighting him in the end lessens that impact? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I know what you mean. I still think that because Frodo was there, uh, Gollum was there, that was the only way that the ring was going to get destroyed one way or another. Um, whether Frodo and him both fall off or not, you know, cause Frodo wasn't going to be able to, to yeah. do it either way. Um, yeah, I can, I can see that question. I don't think it changes it that much. Um, although in a weird way. Gollum being so consumed, would we have more pity for Gollum if he was so consumed by joy that he just slipped off? I don't think you can not play that moment in a movie and people not laugh at it, honestly. So that's why it was also better for I, him to I'm trying to picture it in the that. same like tone and I don't know if it works. That's that's actually a very good point. Um the finally the ring melts. Oh, finally, once it hits the molten lava, it's on that, you know, pool of like, oh, it's, it's so good. The like. suspense is so good. Uh, the, the, I, you know, really, really does its Oscar death. It takes a long time yeah. for the eye to die. Ooh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The tower crumbles. I don't know how Aragorn wasn't crushed, honestly, because like he was fighting that gigantic troll that was like literally stepping on him, but I guess he's, Numenorian. Um, and then sorry, Frodo. I said, I wrote screw Sam. I don't know. Why did I say that? What did Sam do? You're such a Sam. Like, I it really is blinding am. you. Like. <laughs> well, they, they needed to get out of there. The, the, the whole, the volcano is going crazy. Sam does something dumb here though. I don't remember what it was. Um, but then like the like the earth crumbles around all the orcs but not the men is is i don't even know if that's in the book but that was interesting i thought um well it's it's one it's like oh they're cheering and then like the volcano explodes and it goes oh yeah <laughs> and and i cuz then you see like you cut to mary and, and pippin and they are crying 
Yes. They know that Frodo did it, and they also know they're not getting out of there. Oh, I didn't say screw Sam. Everyone was like, Frodo, he did it. And no one went, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So they went, screw Sam. So it wasn't me. It wasn't okay. me. Okay. I okay. am blinded by my hate, and I thought it was a note that I did, but it was them just forgetting that Sam was part of that journey. <laughs> so I, it was me having a little empathy for him. That's all. That's totally fair. Totally uh, fair. Sam, and they get they get to that little, like, pike or whatever so that they can at least not get swept up in the molten lava, and literally Frodo looks like 20 thousand percent better when he says it's crazy oh my god i can't we can't compliment the makeup team enough because like he looks like elijah wood again and him saying it's gone is just like you see it you feel it you really do um and then he says and he goes i can see this the the shire and sam's like i i know i was trying to tell you remember yeah yeah bro you get it (laughs) (laughs) but it's really you even listening (laughs) exactly but they're trauma bonded, man, and it's really sad what they went through. They went in. It's so sad, and then just the way Sam says, like, "Oh, like Rosie Cotton," like you know, Frodo's describing the Shire, and then like the first thing Sam's think thinks of is, like, if there was anybody I would have married, it would have been her. And Frodo's just heartbroken in that moment. He's yeah. like, "What about me, bro? What about me?" <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, Gandalf swoops in with the eagles. It's beautiful. Um, did you notice how big the pillow is behind Frodo's head? Yeah, it's awesome. It's I actually won't. gigantic. Yeah, they got to make I wanted to see how big the pillow like is in real life like next to like a person cuz like they're making a big pillow obviously cuz he's supposed to be small. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like yeah. please give me that pillow. I want right? it so bad. And then we get to the scene where you know, he wakes up, Gandalf is laughing. It's beautiful. I'm crying. And Frodo forgets Legolas's name. It's amazing. And he Aragorn's, never knew it to be. He, he didn't care about him. And Aragorn's hair is so long here. It's it's long, and just I love like I love this scene so much. Where it's, are they? Uh, Gondor. They're in Minas Tirith. They're in Minas Tirith. Okay. Yeah, because the next scene is the coronation. Because because the the because the color. Of the scene. It's very elven. Okay, it does feel like that. For it I does. Was confused. It feels like Lothlorien. Because, because, okay, okay. I, if that's if they're in mist here, good to know. Yeah. Um, probably then not a lot of time passes until the coronation. Probably, yeah, maybe like a week or so. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, maybe get that crown. Like we've been waiting. No, no. I, I the reason there's a whole reason I'm asking, and. It's because where has Arwen been? <laughs> and I was like, why have why are they only now reuniting? They gotta travel. I got it. I'm understanding. I just but for a second I thought they went to Rivendell and then they came back to Minnesota. It's Minister. called showmanship, Jessica. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. Theater <laughs> presentation. <laughs> it didn't work for me. I I I, I only one thumb up for this. The other wow. thumb way down. Uh, I I love this scene though. After, of course, it makes sense for Gandalf to, you know, crown him. It's a beautiful moment, and then, and then Aragorn starts singing, and everyone's like, "Oh God, <laughs> why is he singing?" <laughs> I'd love. He's that. the king. I know. He can do. Everyone's like, "Oh, everyone, shut up!" 
<laughs> and honestly, I think he should have just married Legolas. Legolas is so pretty in this moment. It's crazy. Orlando Bloom was so handsome. I know. Like, he's still handsome to this day. Don't get me wrong. But just, like, his face was so angular at that moment. Like, And he was so lithe. Oh, dude. They Yeah, they could not have cast that better. It's wild. Yeah. I, you know, and granted, it's like... Not his real hair color, not his real eye color. They really made him this beautiful elven man. But he, it's, he's so pretty. And then you're totally right. He does this like, hey, bro, check out what I got here behind yeah. the banner. Hmm. And Elrod is just bawling. It's bawling. So, it's so good. Also, uh, I don't know what tickets were like uh, to go to the coronation, but... Can you imagine being on like the railing or nope, like the nope. very back? No. You couldn't pay me money. You couldn't. I'll listen to the news later. Like I'm <laughs> I have I've got zero FOMO of being up there. Maybe the because thought. like if you're like a peasant, you aren't allowed at the top. So you're like, oh, this is my one chance. And then they stick you in the back, right by the open, like the open thing that you can just Where fall Denethor died? Yeah. You can see those little charred footsteps as he ran up. <laughs> Yeah, his ashes provided... Hey, guys, look, I'm Denethor. Wee! <laughs> it's like that one TikTok where the guy, he pretends to drink bleach. He's yeah. like... Oh. <laughs> he throws himself over. Everyone's getting selfies on the edge over there. You oh, know? yeah. There Absol- were definitely, like, three deaths of accidental slippage, for sure. Insane. There's no safety regulations in, in Minas Tirith. And then we get to you bow to no one. Absolutely just... Beautiful. Yeah, just like the flower petals falling mm. and then like, you know, his voice still being over it and until like him and Arwen kiss and it's so good. And then you bow to no one. And then Elijah Wood's uh, narration is really good in this scene where, you know, a, then they show the, the map of Middle Earth of just how far they went every single location. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Uh, a year to the day, uh, a full year of doing all that. And then um, them arriving back in the Shire. And, okay, so I wrote this note down. What do you think would have been better? Do you, I, I know, like, time time be damned here. I kind of like that we don't get the scouring of the Shire because it hits me more of how much our hobbits have changed to where uh. these hobbits are just like, oh, nothing's changed. We're still selling our pumpkins and going to... Uh, the green dragon and and hanging out and nothing nothing ever happened. Like, what's wrong with you guys? I think that's exactly right. I think it's it's really impactful to see all four of them at the tavern, like not settling right back in. Easily. Yeah, they are they are they are apart from the rest of the Shire. And I think it makes the impact for what Frodo has gone through even more important. Like, yes, what if he had to. Listen, we know in the book they come back to a, a ravaged Shire, and it's yes. awful, which does even give more credence for Frodo to get the heck out of there, for sure. But in the truncated storytelling that you have in this movie, it works so much better not to have that beat. Um, and and it makes so it makes so much more sense for what Frodo's going through that you just he just can't get back. Yeah, he can't get back into the mindset. He can't get, you know, like he says, you know, it was saved, but not for me. We'll get to that later, though. But I just, and also, like, when they're at the bar, and, like, I love that they don't show what Sam does to to get Rosie Cotton. It's like, sure. did he just walk up and kiss her? Did he, 
just say hello. Like you don't, you have to use your he imagination. Literally I really love has that. nothing to lose, though. Yep. He has. He has conquered the most evil the world has ever seen, and like, what's the worst she can say is no. <laughs> and you know, I think that is actually just a beautiful metaphor for anybody in this life who's like afraid of something, like. The worst you can do is just ask and talk to the person. Like, he couldn't even talk to her before they left. And Sam saw ridiculous things. Also, by the way, there's no reason he shouldn't have had confidence talking to Rosie Cotton. That girl couldn't stop looking at him. But oh, right. She was sending all the signals. Yeah, it was. It, she was green lighting all day long, at least just for him to come talk to her. But it is great that, like, he just literally has nothing to lose. Um, I love that Pippin... Catches the bouquet. Great. It's so, and he's definitely never going to get married, but um, he's still really cute. He, of course he does. And then um, the writing of the book is beautiful too. I, like it he's, is. He's just, he's just sad. And it's, and, and this is where he's like, <laughs> like he says, it's been four years since Weathertop. And I'm like, dude, I can see you acting that extra 15 years though. Like he's, he's been aged, even though it's only been four years. He's aged a hundred years. Yeah, it's it's been a long time, and like imagine like four years of just like feeling left out of the entire earth. Oh my god! And yeah, especially a place imagine. like the Shire, where like everything's cheerful and nothing goes like you're even more of a of a stick out than anywhere else on the planet, probably. Totally, I think that's right. At least for like Bilbo, he went on like little side adventures. Was like yeah. was like trying to re like help frodo grow up had his own you know uh frodo doesn't really have anything no um they so they go to the the shore in what you think is just to like escort bilbo escort gandalf to go to gray haven to uh, essentially go to valinor and uh first of all i'll say galadriel's look is everything oh my god the little smile she gives when mm. bilbo joins the ship like she could melt a freaking iceberg. It dude. is beautiful. And Elrond, like speaking Elvish, is like so it excludes the sea everybody. Calls to us. I love oh, it. It's amazing. It's so perfect. It's like any other time it'd be like the corniest thing. Ah, oh, the sea calls to us in Elvish, but it's like, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to wherever that sea calls right? them. Yeah. And it's what so a- good and it looks so beautiful. And you know, and I love that, you know, Bilbo's like, you know, not looking his best because the ring is gone. Um, and like, you know, eight, just time has caught up with him, but I love that he like straightens up. No cane. He's like, I think it's time for one more adventure. Amazing. It's beautiful. It's so good. And honestly, I don't want to live in a world that Gandalf doesn't exist. If I know a Gandalf and Gandalf leaves, I'm jumping into the ocean and just Right? I'm swimming it. after that thing. I'm Michael <laughs> Phelps in that thing. It is. It's so sad. Gandalf leaves. And then it is time. Frodo is a gut blow. It is, and it's done the the look that all the other hobbits give him, and I understand why he didn't tell them before. But like he says, like the world was saved, but not for me. And he like you can't. He was changed. Like he was irrevocably and irreversibly changed um, by everything that took place in the in the War of the Ring, and it's just his place in this world is gone and there's nothing left for him. And it's so sad, uh, but there's no other choice. And I love his, you know, he gives the book to Sam. The last few chapters are yours. And then he says goodbye to Mary and Pippin. 
And like, I, and I love how much they've grown. Cause I feel like Mary gives him like a big hug mm-hmm. and it just knows. And like, I feel like Pippin before, you know, would have like exactly what he did, you know, in the first movie. He's like, you can't leave. You can't leave. Right. But just like. He's just he, emotional. He just knows. Like he knows. And just, Sam is the one who's like, you you can't stay. Like you can't leave. And it's just it's his best friend. And it's so much of what he's gone through. And it's like Sam also has a family, but like he can't ever tell anybody like what they've gone through and then even begin to fathom or understand. I, so this moment is just so good. So in one hand, on one hand, Frodo's like doing way better than Bilbo did. Like Bilbo just left, right? And didn't explain anything to anybody. At the very least, Frodo's like telling Bilbo these didn't guys, look back. He was like, let's go. Peace. Well, and even, but like even in the first book, he put the ring on and dipped yeah. and didn't even tell Frodo goodbye. Do you know what I mean? Um, and Frodo didn't do that here. But to me, out of all of the changes from the book, that had been made in order to make this into a film adaptation, the worst choice was to not have Sam go to Valinor with them. I, th- I think it's it's a huge betrayal. I love it. Do you do? You think he belong? Why do you like I- them being separated? Because Sam, Sam has deserves a family. to go. Sam goes after he has his family. Then he can go later. Like we don't he show can. Legolas and Gimli. Like exploring the forest and the mines together, and then Gimli being the only dwarf in history to ever go to Valinor. Like, but they do say this is the last ship, so Sam's gone. Like, Sam's not come. I just think it's really sad because their bond is Sam went through what Frodo went through, and they were supposed to be together, and it just kind of bothers me. Sam got in on a technicality. Like, <laughs> whoa, you were ring bear for like 48 hours, my dude. That's not. <laughs> He he bore Frodo the entire. Wow, I thought I hated Sam. It looks like no, I don't. I don't hate Sam at all. Like I'm glad he gets to go to Valinor, but I think just the ending is just like Sam and Mary and Pippin have a life in Middle yeah. Earth. Frodo yeah. doesn't. That's true. Like you can't have him marry Rosie Cotton in one scene and then two minutes later and be like peace. Yeah, totally. You can't do it. It doesn't work if in the movie. It's such a better ending in the book, and. It's, but, but in, in, no matter what, like, you know, Frodo hugging him and kissing him, kissing him goodbye. It's a beautiful guy on guy friendship. It's just a wonderful thing to see. It's so gorgeous. And then the last, like, you know, it's so sad. But then when he turns around and gives him everybody that smile, it's just like, everything's going to be okay. He's actually smiling. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen him smile in so long. I I Um, do want Sam to swim after them though and almost die and have to. Right. But no, and then, you know, you see Sam walking up, you see his family come out, and he's like, I'm back. And he and and is, is he fully back, though? He is. You think so? I think... Uh, he feels so sad in that moment. No, I think, I think he's fully accepted everything, that everything has happened to them, and now he is going to, like, actually start living his life. And the clothes on the beautiful yellow door. Oh my God. They close, like them closing the door. And I'm just like, no, you haven't closed the door on us yet. I want to go through the door with you. It's It's, uh, this whole time. I'm just bawling. This ending hit me different. It really did. Yeah. Anyone that says like, oh, there's like 20 different endings. Suck it, bro. Honestly, just shut up. If you, if you don't want the fade to blacks, then, you know, I, whatever, that's an editing choice, but 
everything works for this. Every single thing works for this. What you a cannot weird have criticism to have. So stupid. Like it's like trying to find a problem that doesn't exist. Um, if you want to criticize anything, criticize the drawings of all of the c- actors at during the credits. They look like drawings that I drew during class, <laughs> like of my favorite actors. Yeah, they're like they're like a little wonky, <laughs> like. Uh, Pippin's face is a little too truncated. Do- uh, Dominic Moynihan looks like Bilbo. It's I gotta a- look at these again. Yeah, I want to look. Aragorn at them looks dorky. It's like the only one they kind of nail is Gimli. Legolas is like it's just it's just a little bad. <laughs> Got it. I, I can't wait to watch that again. But it is it is beautiful. You know what's interesting too? A, a, a completely irrelevant takeaway. Um, I realize that Alex and I, as we like build our life together in our home. Our aesthetic will be Hobbit core. <laughs> nice. We're gonna go for like unfinished wood looks and clutter, yeah. but purposefully because we've been trying to figure that out. Like, how do our what styles do we have? How does that meld? And I was like, oh, we're gonna be hobbits. That's great. Love it. With a little like touch of elf here and there, just need a yeah. little bit of, of elf. Um. Anyway, that does it. We did it. We did it. We're back. We made it. We're back. We back. We're closing the door on you guys. Goodbye. Get the hell out of here. Stop listening. Um, what? What was like your like before we get into our episode where we just like talk about it all as a whole? What is your like new eyes looking at this feeling about the movies? I mean, after our entire breakdown of the fellowship and then the movies itself, like it just gives me like, yeah, we found funny, you know, criticisms and funny little critiques of like, oh, Denethor couldn't run that far while he was literally on fire. That's great. I love that stuff. But overall, I've never appreciated these movies more. Um, It's these movies have been talked to death by everyone and anyone on the Internet with a microphone or a YouTube channel. But I've still enjoyed talking about them because just like. Never has a trilogy landed the plane like this one has. Like, I love totally. Star Wars. Um, uh, I'm really excited to see what Dune does. I hope, I hope, I hope. Um, but just one, two, three being these borderline flawless of films. It just, it's so rare. And I don't think we take it for granted because I think everyone, most people have this as like their number one trilogy. But just for what a insanely monumental undertaking uh peter jackson took and getting the casting right whether it was you know last minute replacement like stuart townsend to right. Viggo Mortensen. it's insane to even think that that person could act <laughs> yeah uh but just like it's it's so wild and we're so lucky that we have these movies and everything that came together with them it's just great i love it it's timeless it really is and the way we did this I think I was a way more passive watcher of the movies. And now, because we focused on things so intently, every time I rewatch them, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this moment. Oh, yeah. Or like looking forward to it rather than surprised. Or I don't remember when that happened or whatever. So now I have a lot more to look forward to as I rewatch them, especially right, in like- the next week. It you do you know it's so crazy that I would find new things on this rewatch that I never had seen before, never had thought of before. When it's like I've seen these movies countless times and analyzed them countless times, but just you find new things and new and new watches for different reasons, and that goes to show like how much you can get out of these movies. 
It's so true. And we want to know what we've helped you think about or look in a different way. If you've enjoyed this journey with us, we've enjoyed doing that with you. We want to shout out to our Patreon members. Thank you so much for supporting our show. Special shout out to Arsenal Roy 2K, who is at the tier where he gets a specific shout out. We are also reorganizing how our Patreon works. I think we're going to fold in video just for Patreon members. So yep. keep an eye on uh, that for the new year. That will shift for you. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to give a lot of fan service, folks. Uh, but leading up to that point, you can get uh, involved with us by going to patreon.com forward slash pod of the rings. It's also pod of the rings on X. It's uh, Poder Pod on Instagram. And you can also follow Ben Goddard on TikTok at Ben Goddard. Yep. That's done and done. It. Done and done. Merry Christmas, folks. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll see you. We're going to probably take a break from now until a little bit after the New Year. But when we come back, we'll be ready and raring to talk about all three episodes. So we hope you enjoy that watch with your family or friends. Thank you so much. And until then, may our paths meet again. Get wrecked. Get wrecked.